Hey y'all, we're going to be at the True Crime Podcast Festival this year on August 25th through 27th, 2023 in Austin, Texas. Come join us and get 15% off your ticket with our promo code C. That's C-E-E at the checkout. Thank you all so much for listening to us and we will see you there. Oh, no next Tuesday? Not this time? This is the See You Next Tuesday podcast. We have dirty words and shit potholes throughout the entire episode. Our name literally spells Kant. How could you not know what was coming? Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Hi. It's the See You Next Tuesday podcast. I'm Jesse. I'm Amanda. I didn't realize we were starting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I guys started out of nowhere. How was your week this week? Girl, I got a new job title at work I didn't know I had. Do tell. From another department. Brought over a new employee to introduce him to my department. And my boss went around the room. I was like, this is so-and-so and this is what they do. This is so-and-so and this is what they do. And they get to me and they were like, this is Amanda. And this is her job title. And she's the blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'm the what? You're like, oh, that's news to me because my pay sure shit doesn't reflect two jobs. Exactly right. Hmm. Interesting. And that was your boss, right? Oh, the big one. Ooh, okay, cool. So in that case, then you can go, I get a raise because I'm this and this, right? I, I think I'm gonna. Yeah, fucking right. So here's what's funny. So my face shows everything. So I don't know if my boss saw my face, but this new dude surely saw my face. And I'm sure he was thinking, this bitch doesn't know what she does. No, bro. I don't know what I do. (laughs) Well, especially because the second thing was news to you. Exactly right. And you're like, I, I am. Oh, oh, okay. That's interesting because... Yeah, everything that I've been paid has not been reflecting the second job titles. Pretty sure we're going to need to reassess together. Exactly right. And the funny thing is, the day before, so I don't know what the receptionists are like at y'all's jobs, but at my job, this cunt, and I don't mean like, this cunty that we love so much because they're super cute and sweet and love us. Yeah, so just so y'all know, we cuss on the podcast, hello. But also, like, cunt, we're taking it back. Like, for us ladies and gays and theys and all of us who've been called a cunt and used as a weapon. No, no, no. We're taking it back, bitch. And we're also using it kind of like the word fuck, where it has multiple meanings depending on the context of the sentence. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we'll be like, Kundi, which means like, oh my God, I'm such a cute friend. And then other times like, that's fucking cunt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there's Kunti, like, hey, Kunties. Like, yeah. And then there's, we love you. And then there's, you're a fucking cunt. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, this bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that just a little context. So continue. This cunt. <laughs> she will drop my ass in the grease any chance she can get because she oversteps her bounds. Mm. She, your job is to, Hello, thank you for calling. Bloody, bloody, blah, blah, route it, move on with your day. Blah, 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 let me transfer you, boop, hang up. Right. No. No, no, no. She oversteps, she crosses that line on the day. 
I was at somebody else's, I was at a new girl's desk training her, Mm -hmm. which is not near my desk. I could not hear my phone ringing, did not know it was ringing. Other girl in my department, I assumed she was at her desk. She was sitting behind me. Don't really know. Again, not your job to watch everybody around you and tell everybody to be everywhere to do their fucking job. Right, because we're all adults and we're not in fucking kindergarten. Well, you know, one would assume. Right. So she calls the big boss and says, nobody's answering their phones and I got somebody on the phone that's upset. Are you serious? She calls, she escalates to the big boss because you're not answering your phone for one fucking second? Mm-hmm. Okay, no, that's not how that works. You use your brain, you go, I'm sorry they're not answering their desk right now. Would you like to leave a voicemail? Okay. Exactly right. That's the fucking answer. And if they're upset, you go, I'm really sorry. Let me see what I can do for you if somebody else might help you in the meantime. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm right? Mm-hmm. Do I get the job? Do it, did I do it right? You win the receptionist position. Woo! Glitter. Confetti. fingers. So he comes out of his office. Now, I assume, like, he's just trying to throw his weight around because he never knows what's going on in the office because he never leaves his office. Because he's the owner, and, right? And they... No. Which one is this one? My big boss. Oh, okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. You're a big boss. And again, mm-hmm. yes, it's one of those like, he, he's of the age to where that's how they used to manage. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So he comes out of his office. I'm sitting at their squirrel's desk training her because that's my current assignment, right? I have a new employee. I have to train her. It's day two. He goes, Amanda. The receptionist just called and nobody's answering her phones. And there's a customer on the phone and he's really upset and it's about to get escalated. Why aren't you answering your phone? I look at him and I go, because I don't know it's ringing because I'm sitting here training her. Right. I'm doing the other part of my job, which is training new employees as a manager. What do you, what's the problem here? I'm just like, the, the fuck? Like, yeah. how is this my problem? So... The look on my face is like, what's your problem, bro? For real. Like, the look on my face is like, why are we having this conversation? Like, you're the stupid one. Like, the look on my face is saying you're the stupid one. Well, because, to be honest, this person is also an adult. More of an adult in age than you are. And you would think that they'd be like, A, receptionist lady, don't escalate to me shit like this. Just have it go to goddamn voicemail and Amanda will get back to it when she gets back to her desk. That's the answer here. Not that you're not doing your job. So like our phone system has these like little tiles and when somebody is at their desk actively working on their computer, it has these stars. You can see it. Right. Do you know, oh, they're at their desk or they're away. Right. Right. My phone tile, because I... I was away from my desk so long, my computer log- locked itself out. Right. So obviously my phone tile does not have a little star on it. So you know I'm not fucking there. Right. And then he turns to my employee, who is the current golden child, right? Mm, not the one you're the newly training, but the other one uh-huh. that, you, that works uh-huh. under you, uh-huh. correct? And he's like, Sally... And she's like, 
what? He's like, can you take the phone call? And I'm like, why are you not getting onto her? She was at her fucking desk. Yep. And if you work in the same department and handle the same kinds of issues, you would think that she'd be like, oh shit, Amanda's phone's ringing. See, she's busy. Well, the thing is, they tried to reach her too and she didn't answer her phone. Okay, no, okay, no. Yeah, no, that's a different, mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. So this is how my week is going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not only that, remember when I had my last infusion? Yes. And then I was sick the next day? Yes. And I didn't go into work? Mm-hmm. On Monday, I go in Monday, this same boss comes into work, asks how the golden child's dog is proceeds to walk past my desk eight times never asked me how i was wow that's the pettiness is like so ridiculous like seriously we're all adults we're adults like (sighs) so i had that happen a couple weeks ago then Thursday, I had the phone situation happen. And then Friday, I get an extra job title. So you had like a triple header at your work, unknowingly, living your best life. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of everything else, so I traded my car that I love very much in. Yes. And because she was a standard... And I have gotten to the point where short distances are fine. But when I went to my last infusion, it took me an hour to get there. Mm-hmm. It should not have taken me an hour to get there. Mm-hmm. But my appointment was at 9 a.m. So I hit morning traffic. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is a bitch. So I was in traffic for an hour. My foot literally went numb. Yeah. With so, state, it's impossible in traffic, yeah. Most people, like, your foot wouldn't go numb. Like, I completely lost feeling in my foot. So that was, like, my... And if you're new here, do you mind explaining why that is? Okay, so I have MS, multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. I normally, like, by all means, I'm perfectly fine and healthy. Like, you look at me, you wouldn't think anything's wrong. I just have, like, pain issues sometimes. Stiffness stiffness and specifically my hands yeah but driving my standard in traffic I completely couldn't feel my foot and I was like this is kind of dangerous yeah yeah (laughs) that's smart that you recognize that that. was kind of like a wake-up call especially since I might be looking for a new (laughs) job right 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 but also let's be real you do need a car both right. you and your pod hub work. So y'all both yeah. need. Yes. I mean, he has a truck, of course, that he yes. uses. But still, yes. the point is, you both so need a we discussed it. And we decided to take to trade in my vehicle for a new one. I drive a Jeep Wrangler two-door. That was standard. I got another Jeep Wrangler two-door that's just automatic. Mm-hmm. This was a decision we discussed. We made together. I was okay with it until... I was leaving my car at the dealership. Mm-hmm. And then I was not okay. Yeah. Because this decision was not... I was not looking for a new car. I did not want to trade in my car. I kind of feel like it was forced upon me. Mm-hmm. 
And everybody at my job knew I was getting a new car. And I was like, honest. I said, I just can't drive a standard anymore. I can't, I can't do it. And so everybody's like, aren't you excited you got a new car? No. It's different. It's the the reason why you it's a, you had to versus you wanted to. Right. And let's do this. Do you mind saying the name of your previous car? What you called? Well, so here's do you, the thing. Do you want to share? Because I feel like let's do a tribute. Let's have a full-on little tribute <laughs> moment. So I what so here's the thing. You don't have the to. The name can be traced. Negatively construed. Okay. Okay. Fair. So let's just say my new car has a name. It's G2. Ooh, I do love love. (laughs) my new car's G2. So G1, let's say that. Mm -hmm. Do you want to say something to let's, let's do a proper send off for (laughs) G1. Shall we? G1, you were my first Jeep and I loved you dearly. And I didn't want to get rid of you. (laughs) And having ridden in G1, we rode in her. Did we ride in her to get your tattoo? No, no, no. We rode in mine. No, the truck, no, the, truck, the, the, truck, truck. the truck, but the truck, the truck, but we have done, we did our, our goodwill run. Mm-hmm. Yes. We got whistled at. Oh, how hot did we feel for like yes. five minutes? Yes. <laughs> we were like, Hey, like it felt like high school again. Right. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we know we're not just like weird ass, like old women on our way to goodwill podcasting for no fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, let's go. G1. You were fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Also, like, it was very much, it gave me, like, Jurassic Park, escaping the park moments where, like, you knew you were going to get out because that goddamn Wrangler was going to make it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, so I love a Jeep Wrangler. It's amazing. So I, I still have a Jeep Wrangler. Yes. It is actually the same color. Yes. But she's now upgraded. Mm. You know, I was just very sad. And I actually, not going to lie, I got home and I cried. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Well, if anything, would you say that G2 is the reincarnation of? G2 is like G1 on steroids. Okay. Okay. There we go. Can live through G2. Yeah. So... Pod son number two, the youngest pod son, Chucky. he hated G1. Oh, really? Hated her. Mm. He gets in G2 and he's like, oh, this is a nice car. <laughs> You're like, well, yeah, dude, it's fucking, come on, man. <laughs> well, so we love you, G1. Mm-hmm. You gave many, many good years to you. Yes, a and- lot. And... I loved her dearly, and it was just very hard when you're forced to make a decision based on your health, then, hey, I'm just done with this car. I'm ready for a new one. Yeah. It's a totally different moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to hold space for you for that, because that's the one thing that... <laughs> one of the many things that frustrates me about your job is the fact that they don't understand that. It's like a basic... It's not even like basic empathy, you know, where it's like... No, this wasn't my choice. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh my God, we're getting a new car. We had a bonus or whatever. It's nothing like that. And it's just such a whole thing. There. Well, you know, Ugh. there's a, I am very much guarded when it comes to my health and my job. 
because they very much will, I don't want to say use it against me because that's not the right words, but I don't speak about it a lot Mm -hmm. because a lot of times, not a lot of times, but I don't want to be treated differently because of it. No, of course not. And I don't want sympathy. Right. Because of it. But when situations like this happen, I am not going to lie about it. I'm not going to say, oh, I just got a new car because I got a new car. I'm going to say I got a new car because I can no longer drive my old one. Right. And I assume you understand what that means. But they're idiots and they don't give a fuck about anyone but themselves. It's an, it's infuriating to me. Like, even the, like, okay, fine. You don't have to like your coworkers, right? We all don't have to be BFFs that go fucking party on the weekends. Fine. But at least know enough to know, oh, okay. No, totally understand that. Right? Like, that's yeah. all you got to say. Like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Well, I like your new car. Like, right? Like, it's it's not even the fact that you have to, like, make this spiritual connection or some shit with your coworkers. I mean, you but you would think that they would have a basic like, level of... You could at least be like... <sighs> I understand this is difficult for you, but at least like you got an upgrade of what you right. have. Of what you love. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, it's just, ugh, anyway, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Speaking of coworkers, how do you think the new person is going to do? You, you have a very good sense of smell when it comes to this. So this is the f- fourth. <laughs> well, one, one quit, which also, holla, if you're listening. Yes. <laughs> Love you, cunty. <laughs> she was not my employee, but bless you for jumping ship. Yeah. <laughs> and saying what you said. Yes. Love you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I may, you know, I had your back. That's all I'm going to say about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this girl, when I hired her, I said... Out of all the people I have ever interviewed and hired, she's the only one I actually liked and wanted to hire. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm holding out hope then. I know. Me too. Let's fucking go. I did have to... So she started on Wednesday. And so the first half of the day, she was with HR doing all that HR bullshit. To yeah, like the paperwork. After lunch. Yeah. And then I had to take a half day Friday because I had an eye appointment. Right. You know, that whole thing. thing. Yeah, that happened last week. Yes. <laughs> so I was just like, I felt bad having to leave her. And I was like, eek. Of all the like, days to start, I'm so sorry, but I actually have an appointment. I got to go. I know. So I kind of had to leave her. So she got like, maybe like a little bit of training. And so I'm like, Okay. I'm going to leave you. Here's your choices of what you can do. And she's like, well, I'd really like to continue to get practice with this. And I'm like, okay, keep on doing it. Keep doing what you're doing then. <laughs> and mainly, like, I was a little nervous letting her keep on doing that said thing. But I was like, you know, I'm to the point where I give zero fucks. Yeah, no, fucks given. So zero. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, keep on doing it. Sure, dude. Let's see how this plays out when I get back. Whatever. Yeah, fuck cares. <laughs> I'll, I'll fix whatever mess that happens because, oh my God, you've, you've fixed worse of people who knew what they were doing, in quotes. I know. I need to be, I, my job yeah. title, need, my third job title is fireman. <laughs> yes. Yes. What was the desk 
thing I got you? Chaos, a chaos, chaos man- coordinator. Chaos coordinator. Yes. I do. The more I'm into it, the more I'm like, that is so your job title. So it's insane. The girl, this girl at work, she knocked down some stuff on my desk. And one of the things that she knocked down was, you know, the voodoo doll I bought at the check stop when we went to the podcast festival. Yes. Fell off the wall. Oh, shit. And then she was trying to put all these things back and she couldn't get them put back. I said, just leave it. Just leave it. I'll fix it. And I go, she won't let you put her back because she knocked her down. I said, I'd be scared if I was you. You're like, you done. Unleash the hoodoo. The voodoo hoodoo. And this was when I was training the new girl. And she goes, you have a voodoo doll on your desk. I was like, wait, isn't as scary as it sounds? Let me show you what it looks like. You're like, girl, don't worry. I'm not like, you know, like voodoo gal. But I mean, but I am. You know, you should have just played into it and been like, yeah, and? You know, like scare the shit out of her. Do you have any straight pins? Actually, yeah. Tell me more about your life. Can I borrow this piece of hair you have? Yeah, you have very pretty hair. She's like, oh my oh. god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You have a piece of hair in your shirt. Hold on, let me just get that. Real quick. Yeah. Let's put it on the doll, and she's like, just <laughs> scare the fuck out of her on the first day. Hell yeah, lean into that crazy. Just be real crazy and be like, yeah. So my other coworkers quit. I don't know why. It's super weird. Anyway, you're gonna do great here. Well, on Friday, I had a train to cold brew from Starbucks. A train to cold brew, bitch. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, first of all, I'm staring down a black rock one right here, which is, I'm going to assume, a quaintra, quadrentra, whatever the fuck word we're going to call it. It's like 64 ounces of cold brew, which I should not be drinking even the quarter that I drank right here, a third, whatever. A train to cold brew from... How high off your ass were you? Did you see stars? Because I see stars after a certain point. Super. And I was like a little, you know how I was last episode? Mm-hmm. Times that by 50. Mm, 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 mm. I was like, <laughs> and then I forgot how to do my job that I was training her to do. Oh, God. I was like, yeah, I think you do it like that. And then I was like, hey, Susie, is this how you do that? <laughs> You're so high. Were your hands kind of like... Just a little jittery. I had to get like a topo out of my lunch bag. Yeah. I'm like, I need to. Water. I need water. I need water. I need to dilute all this caffeine in my body. Why did you get a train to? I was sleepy because the pod daughter was in town and I had stayed up too late. Ooh, okay. Is this also why you were hungover? No. Okay. No, that was <sighs> the other day I was hungover. The time change was hard on all of us. Let's just say that. Well, oh, no. We don't know if y'all change times, but it's... Honestly, can we just be over this fucking bullshit of changing times back and forth? Like, what the fuck are we doing, guys? Like, really? I was hungover on Monday because I got drunk on Sunday because I was sad I had to go work to work on Monday. I mean, that's fair. I get that. Yeah. I do that all the time. I'll stay up way too fucking late on Sunday night being like, this is my time. I'm going to claim all of it I can. And then Monday morning, I'm like, fuck's sake. I'm exhausted. What the fuck am I like, doing? I'm already pissed off that I have to be at work tomorrow. Yeah. I get and it's that. only Sunday morning. No, I know. I know. I know. You know what I was thinking about? Huh? This is our church. We go twice a week or twice a month. I should say sometimes three times a month. And this is our church. Yeah. It kind of is. Just so you know, we, we podcast on Sunday mornings. So welcome to church. This welcome is to church, Hello. everyone. Wide open arms, everybody. We're hugging you. We love you. 
Also, TST, my satanic temple, is doing after-school programs for kids, and it's like math and science and STEM I shit. I love that. I know. So heads up, guys. You don't have to believe what I believe, which honestly right now it's kind of like, I don't even know what I believe at this point, but TSD does a really good job of like basically usurping all the bullshit out there that's happening right now in a political way because anyway, point is they have this really, really amazing after school program. So heads up if you're in and around that world, please check it out. Also, they have the anti they have the Antonin Scalia. No, it's not Scalia. It's what's his face is abortion clinic in New Mexico. I don't know. It's amazing. All so. I know is I'm about to move out to Texas. Oh, do tell. Are you going to Canada without me, bitch? We well, talked about the won't Golden take Girls. us anymore. Huh? They won't? No. Damn it. Because you have to live here for like two years before you can buy a house now. <sighs> Fine. And I still need a passport. I saw on the news. I got so angry. I may have thrown something. Well, it it was like 6 a.m. and I may have thrown something. We're passing more anti-transgender kids laws. Yeah, I know. This is why I've had to stop watching and reading the news because I literally want to toss my body into traffic, throw things at people. You know, not good things, not good things. This goes back to the last episode where I said... There are lots of things that I believe, but it doesn't mean I should force that upon others. Yes, exactly right. And that's where we're going to leave that. So let's talk about a horrendous murder, which because it's going to make me feel better. I know. Somehow. This murder is going to make me feel better than (laughs) what we were about to jump off the cliff. Just so you know, guys. Whoever you are, we fucking love you. For you. For you. For Do you. you boo-boo all the way. Mm-hmm. So I don't care who you are. Exactly. You know what? Colorado. I'm moving to Colorado. Oh, hell yeah. Le- legal weed. Oh my God, girl. Can you imagine? They have the drag you taunt. What? Remember that show I watched? Oh, that's where they hold it? In Just, Colorado? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That'd be amazing. Are you kidding? Sign my fucking ass up in a minute. But yeah, we're trying to take y'all away from the bullshit. So come with yes. us. Who are you talking about today? Okay. You know, siblings argue all the time about little things. And sometimes those arguments turn from yelling to physical attacks because, well, kids are kids, you know? Sure. Jane and Susan were all, were no different than any other siblings. And in 2008, 20-year-old Kathleen and 18-year-old Susan started arguing over a hair straightener. And things escalated into bites and scratches. Sorry, this is 2008? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Hair straighteners. The hold they had on us. And I personally think biting and scratching over a hair straightener was a little outrageous. But and still, sisters, I mean, come yeah, on. Still I mean, well within the realm. Of course, I don't have a sibling close to me in age. And my kids didn't fight like that. So what do I know? I mean, Kathleen was a student at the Australian Catholic University. And Susan was a senior at MLC Burwood in West Sydney. Kathleen apparently was still holding on to her anger over that fucking hair straightener because she Googled quick kill methods and bought three Kmart kitchen knives. Okay, hold up. I'm sorry. What? Way to escalate to 11. Like, calm the fuck down. Okay. 
So, October 10th, 2008, Kathleen approached Susan with the intention of stabbing her twice that day, but changed her mind and backed out. I mean, kudos to Kathleen for not choosing murder. Just a quick little stabbing, just no big deal. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but she... She she thought better of it, which, okay, good, yes. She chose not murder. Don't do that. And then went to use the family computer and discovered that Susan had changed the password and she was locked out. I mean, is that not such a sister thing? She's like, bitch, you wouldn't let me use the straightener. You can't use the computer. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, Susan's thinking this is a normal ass fucking fight between siblings, which, yes. Again, guys, if you've ever had these thoughts, do tell someone about it. Will they put you in a place that help you? Probably in a mental asylum. Yeah. But you know what? Actually, after meds, you might feel better about yourself and not commit murder. So just heads up. I mean, I honestly want to know what brand this hair straightener was. I mean, was it the best one on the planet? Was it Chi? Was it a Chi? Was it the Dyson? Ooh, shit. Because they make hair things now, and I want to know, and I bet they're great. Okay, so here's the thing. My hair therapist, which is what I'm calling my hairstylist now, and I have talked many times about the Dyson. She bought the off-brand on Amazon just to try it out. Like, fuck it. I don't need to buy it. It's a name brand. Whatever, whatever. It mm-hmm. broke. And so she's like, God damn it. And so the Dyson is the gold standard as of now. Back in the 2008, though, it was the Chi. I know. And that was a $300, $200, style of straightener. And like Ulta sold it. I know because I used to wear it Ulta. And it was like the gold standard. I never had a Chi. Me either. Who the fuck can afford a goddamn Chi? I want the Dyson one now. Me too. How much is that bad boy? It's $500. Fuck! A straightener? But it comes with a shit ton of attachments and you can also dry your hair with it. I'm sorry for yelling in your ears, everyone. No, but it's true though. It's, it's, here's the thing. It's always on back order. Always on back order. So, it's so worth it. And I'm with you. I'm like. My hair therapist, because I just adopted that. Yes, of course. She has the Dyson. The hair dryer. Mm-hmm. It's incredible, right? It's I, incredible. I guess. From what I understand, the straightener is worth it more than the dryer because the dryer just dries. I mean, that's about it. Yeah. But then the straightener, you can straighten and curl and dry and brush and all this fucking shit. So if you're going to get on a waiting list and you're going to make payments on anything, buy the straightener. You think the pot is going to let me spend $500 on a straightener? No, absolutely not. I'm... I, are you kidding? Me too. I'm like... I, I keep seeing it. I'm like, you're going to have to go downstairs and do that thing I saw you do this morning. I love you. Oh, yeah. 100%. The cute little, like, And then you're going to have to do the other thing that, I mean, I don't know about you, that I don't do anymore because I've been married 20 plus years, you know. (sighs) Oral sex. Girls, gays, and days. We all know what that is. You know, sometimes you just got to get a beach. You just got to give a beach to get what you need. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, move on. 100%. I would get us both a hair straightener if I did that. Choppy, choppy, girl. Let's get on that train. <laughs> I'll pay you back. Thank you. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> anyway, so she, Kathleen is pissed at her sister, Susan. Okay, first it was a hair straightener. Now Susan changed the goddamn password on the family computer, which exactly again, exactly right. 2008. There's probably one computer in the fucking house. Exactly right. And this was the straw that broke the camel's back and caused Kathleen to snap. Susan was in the bathroom, and Kathleen was lying in wait for her to come out. And when she did, Kathleen lunged at Susan and stabbed her over and over while Susan yelled, No, Kathleen, I love you. I love you. Please stop. What the fucking hell? Girl, 
You know what though? Kathleen's in Australia. Sorry, Kathleen's in Australia. If any of y'all are listening, Catherine Knight, remember? She mm-hmm. skinned her husband and ate him. Mm-hmm. So there's something with that name in Australia. You can't have it. Those two things cannot combine. So immediately after Kathleen killed Susan, she told a friend, I am glad that bitch is dead. Damn, that's harsh. But on the flip side, she told Olick Nelson, a forensic psychologist, that her sister was numb and she thought she was cute and beloved little miss. No, yeah, no. Something's up with Kathleen's brain. Something's wrong there. So Kathleen called her dad, John Warlow, and said, Daddy, I stabbed Susan. She called her dad and was just like, oh yeah, I stabbed Susan. You might want to come, you know, whatever. So John instructed Kathleen to call an ambulance. You know, because John is probably thinking, oh, she stabbed her in the arm, right? Like by accident. He's not thinking on purpose. Right. So when first responders arrived, they found Susan had been stabbed more than 50 times. Jesus Christ. I agree with you. This sounds really excessive for a hair straightener, even if it was a Dyson. Kathleen would claim that Susan had threatened her life on previous occasions, telling her, and I quote, I can murder you. Mom and dad would stand up for me. Still, this is a little overkill, even if Susan had said that. Seriously. Kathleen was initially charged with murder, but pled guilty to manslaughter charges. Yeah, because she's not a fucking idiot. I know what you're thinking. How could she get manslaughter instead of murder when she stabbed someone 50 times? How old was she? Well, it's because she had a, and I quote, a significant impairment due to her mental state at the time of the crime. Really? See? Kathleen had a congenital adrenal hyperplasia, which is a hormonal condition which affects the production of cortisol and testosterone. People who have this condition often have rapid growth as children, and women often have unwanted facial hair, quote-unquote masculine features, and fertility problems. Where? Okay, so this actually could play into the intense aggression because testosterone, aggression... It gets better. Kathleen had been on strong medications to control her condition, but she had stopped taking her medication in the time leading up to Susan's death, hoping to lose weight. Girl. Kathleen often described herself as, and I'm quoting, a 20-year-old girl who looked like a gladiator. Oh, okay. So there's mitigating factors here. Yes. And she did lose 132 pounds by getting off the medication. Damn. Unfortunately, when Kathleen stopped the medication, it caused her hormones to... Dysregulate, essentially. Right. Like, it totally fucks up your shit, and of course she's going to be in a manic state. So this makes a lot more sense. A lot. Because I'm like, damn, that is a hell of an escalation from... Fuck you, I want to use a hair straightener too. I'm going to stab my sister more than 50 times. That is a big jump. So by August 2008, she had the testosterone levels of an adult male. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. So it was discovered that her mental impairment that had caused the uncontrollable anger that had made Kathleen stab Susan was a mood disorder caused by the sudden withdrawal of her Hormone-controlling drugs. Okay, and this is just a little PSA. Take the meds. Mm -hmm. And let me just tell everybody, gals, gays, and theys, you are beautiful. It doesn't fucking matter what your size is. If Lizzo has taught us nothing, it's to love ourselves. And who the fuck cares about 
what you look like. And you know what? If someone does, that's a them problem. Mm -hmm. Not a you problem. So Maureen Worrell, the sister's mom, broke down while testifying in court and said she just wanted Kathleen to get better and back to the family as soon as possible. Yeah. In a letter to the court, Kathleen said that she and Susan were, and I'm quoting from the letter, two halves of a whole with a shared understanding of one another that can only come from being close sisters. Aww. Judge Elizabeth Fullerton said that Susan's terrible death would not have occurred if it had not been for Kathleen's state of health and possibility and possibly the failure to take her medication would undermine her psychiatric condition. I think it's important for everyone to remember, you can't just stop taking any medications. If you talk to your doctor about it, you have to talk to your doctor about it because there are side effects of just stopping any medications cold turkey. Oh yeah, even antibiotics as, as you know benign as they are, they want you to take the full course for a reason mm-hmm. because you have to make sure that the infection is gone. So even as simple as that, let alone something like this, was extremely yeah. important. Most of the time you have to wean yourself off, like decrease the, the levels, the milligrams and things like that. You can't just go, I don't feel like taking this anymore. I'm going to stop. Right. Because it can have ramifications. Yes. So Kathleen was sentenced to five years in prison for manslaughter. And when she was led from court, she was crying and said, thank you. I love you to her parents. Oh, man, that's, that's rough. But the story and John and Maureen Worrell's tragedies are not over. Less than two months after Kathleen's sentencing, John and Maureen arrived at DeWilea's Women's Correctional Center in northwestern Sydney, and they were met by a staff member who informed them their only remaining daughter had passed away. Oh, no. That morning, they had found Kathleen's body lifeless in her cell. After an autopsy on the now 22-year-old, it was determined that Kathleen had died of thrombolism with obesity as an indirect cause. Thrombolism is an obstruction of a blood vessel by a blood clot that has been dislodged from another site in the circulation. So basically, she died of a blood clot due to obesity, obesity that was caused by the medications that were stabilizing her her hormonal condition. Oh, the irony of that situation. Seriously. So she started taking her meds again, gained weight. The weight caused a blood clot, which went to her, essentially her brain and Mm -hmm. killed her. Holy shit. What an absolute shit show. Mm -hmm. So is that the end of the story? That's it. Oh my God. That was a fucking whirlwind. I was on a roller coaster ride for a minute there. I was I like, took you on a ride. Seriously. Like, oh, that's wild. The ups, the downs. Seriously. And it's crazy though. Think about that. Like just that little bit of difference in hormones made a huge difference. Like I just know, showed you. I don't know how long she'd been off her medication. It mm. sounds like maybe a couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. I would think that's crazy. I just, oh, guys, take your meds. I know it's shit, and, and honestly, a lot of them aren't tuned finely enough to, like, that. Like, there's got to be a better way to do this versus, like, poor girl doesn't want to, like, gain all this weight just to, like, live. I mean, who wants well, that? Nobody wants that. I would think if you're on a medication that causes weight gain like that, that you should also be on 
doing some sort of like workout regimen. Right. They, they, they truly, they should have had like a diet and exercise plan with it or something. To and, keep... and who's to say that they didn't give her one and she just wasn't following it. Or the medication is so strong that it just makes you gain that much weight. You know what I'm saying? And, and we all know that you're not eating keto in prison. Oh, fuck no. I mean, I mean, don't eat keto. Don't no, do no, that. No, 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 no. But like, no, no. but also like you're not eating like fruits and veggies right, 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 in a right, goddamn right. prison. Right, and I don't right, care right. where you are. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, unless you're like in Sweden, which is like basically like an incredible hotel, but no, for sure. It's definitely a different <laughs> I, I <was> just, <laughs> world. I was just saying health. Keto's not healthy. You're not eating a balanced diet. Ba- yes. Yes, exactly. Right. No. Wow. That is, that is wild. Oh my God. And it all started over a hair straightener. Dude. Well, no, it Ooh. all started because she decided to stop taking her medication. True, yes, but the but the like kicker was, oh, today's the day because of this moment, and then you locked me out of the internet. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. The fact that she bought Kmart knives, like, how much no. did you love Kmart back in the day? Oh my god! And also, like, I forget that Kmart in other countries is like Walmart for us. You know, like it stuck around. In other words, like, yeah, it like made we it don't have Kmart anymore. No. And if you do, then it's a totally different kind of Kmart than what we had as kids. It had like a little Caesars in it with the crazy bread. I'm just saying I will still Never. eat a little Caesars and crazy bread to this day. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. It's delicious. All I'm going to say is at lunchtime, you can get an individual pan pizza and a soda for like five bucks at Little Caesars. Really? Yeah. And it is fucking phenomenal i need to get on the little caesar's train i haven't done it in so long god okay so get this my first pair of converse mm-hmm. were from target or target from a kmart and they were 12 dollars from kmart so gets yes guys they didn't always cost like cost 50 to 70 dollars per they used to be the trash shoes that you got for like nothing at kmart i don't know how much mine cost but i can tell you Mine were turquoise nice. high tops. High tops. Mine were high top black. Mine high... were turquoise high tops. Nice. My pod twins' very first pairs of shoes were Converse high tops mm-hmm. when they were like one. Mm-hmm. The sons were green. The daughters were pink. Cute. I also got, and you're going to love this, my jelly shoes there. <gasps> oh my god jelly shoes were the best i'm sure only mine came from kmart too absolutely only ever got the the clear ones with glitter only that's of the only color i'm sorry mine were probably i think i had clear ones with glitter i probably had pink ones as well yeah the pink were nice but my god in texas with the sweat and the blisters jesus take the wheel I remember Ow. playing kickball in my oh. jelly shoes. And why the fuck did I do that? Same. I would run around and the dirt gets in between oh, the shoe yeah. and your, your, oh, and yeah. it rubs. You oh. had the stinkiest, <laughs> dirtiest, sweatiest feet in those fucking Blisters. things. Oh, but it was so worth it because they're so cute. Yeah. So heads up, if you're going to go out there and buy jelly shoes, those, that's what you can look forward to, but it's totally worth do it. Do they still make jelly shoes? Oh, yeah. Dude, Gen Z's bringing all this shit back for us. They're bringing all our shit back. Good and bad and indifferent. They're bringing back pocketless jeans. You know, the back pockets, but they didn't have, like, no back pockets on the like back. Like Rocky Mountains? Essentially. But low waist. The low rise, guys. You know what? Here, you know what? No. Here. I'm, I'm not going to say anything about low rise and plucking their eyebrows. They have to learn. They have to learn. And they will. They will learn. 
Are they going to have their thongs hanging out too? Yes, and flares. They will learn. The first big rainstorm that hits and you drop your phone and you have to bend over and you're like, oh shit, my ass is fully out of my jeans. Fully out of my jeans as I'm picking up this. Oh, and look, my entire goddamn pair of pants is soaked all the way up to my fucking knees because I'm wearing flares with those fucking Steve Madden, you know, big ass chunky flippy floppies that are also back. Those are back? For $100. Yes, queen. Yes. Mine were Doc Martens. Yeah. That even's, oh, oh, excuse the fuck out of me. Doc Martens. You know the Doc Martens sandals? Oh, those were the, those were like. I had those. You had those? I bought them, girl, I bought them myself because I was over 16 and had a fucking job at Eckerd Drugs. (laughs) I I was not. Have I told you about the job at Eckerd Drugs? (laughs) Do you know what Eckerd Drugs is? Yes, of course I know what Eckerd is. Because it was CVS before it was CVS. Yeah, Eckerd was the shit. Eckerd was great. So I was the cashier, right? And we kept the cigarettes behind the counter. So that's how I bought my cigarettes. Because I would bring myself up. Or sometimes, when I, there's the statute of limitations on stealing is up, yeah, right? It's fine, it's fine. Sometimes when I was stocking the cigarettes, I would accidentally drop a pack kick it on the counter where my purse was and then when I get my purse I would just pick up the cigarettes and put them in my purse and well leave that's just an day. accident that just happens all the time don't worry about that what <laughs> what happened what don't do that kids don't do don't it. do that because they have real cameras now back in my day there was no camera there it said it was a don't camera it. but it was not a camera yeah no and it's literally like there for show like you know there's uh-huh. no tape in it and anything I mean I sometimes I would pay for them I'd bring myself up well of course but other times you'd be like, oops, I forgot. What? But also the best part of my job, you'd think that would be the best part of my job, right? The best part of my job was I was in charge of the film that came back from, that got sent out. Oh, fuck. So you saw the photos. Yes. Did you see anything? Fo- okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I Let's put a pin in this and let's talk about this for a hot minute because like I've always wanted to talk to somebody who saw photos from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and were in development, in the development department, because you know they saw some fucked up shit. I mean, shit. we didn't have a development part department. <gasps> but did you see some fucked up shit? Out. You saw fucked up shit, didn't you? Did you see naked people? Were there naked photos? So, here's what happened. Oh my God. People would get their pictures, right? The picture would come in, and like, I didn't open them because they were sealed, and if I opened them, people would know that they were opened, right? But when people would pick up their pictures, you could look through them, and if you didn't want any of your pictures, we would take them off, and you wouldn't get charged for them. So people would look through them, right? And sometimes people would forget what was on their roll of film. Oh, everybody did. Okay, and just let's give a little bit of context for those under the age of 30? 30? Five? Sure. You had to <laughs> wait to see what the fuck photos you took a photo on, whether it was a disposable camera. Yes, those existed. Google it. I'm not explaining it to you. Or a roll of film. Or an actual physical camera roll of film. Like you, you, Sometimes you cameras, would find a roll of film from like a year ago and you'd be like, oh, where was, where'd this come from? What did I take these pictures of? So you'd take it to Ecker Drugs and you'd send it off to be developed and you wouldn't know what was on them until they came back. And then you'd be like, oh shit, because here's the other thing cameras were usually family cameras too. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just your photos. It'd be like grandma, grandpa, dad, mom, sister, uncles, doesn't fucking matter. Whoever had 
possession of the camera would take photos of the camera. And then once the film was full up, you would go and get it developed. And then you get actual physical copies of photos made versus today. When you take it on your phone, obviously you can see instantly the instant thing didn't happen. The only way you got that was a Polaroid. Polaroid. Yes. Which I mean, a lot of serial killers use, but I digress. Continue. I wouldn't open them, right? Cause people didn't know they were open, but the best thing was when people would open them. You'd always know if there were dirty pictures because they would not open them. They'd go, all the pictures are fine. I'll just pay for all of them. Yeah, they're just like, here, I'm going to leave. I need to leave immediately. Right. Yes. But the best thing is when people didn't know what was on their film and they would be looking through them and putting them down on the counter, right? And so, of course, you're standing there and you're invested. And I had people go, one time... They were looking through them and there were pictures of pot plants and they were like, I'll just, and then they throw them all, everything on top and they'd be like, I just pay for them all. Yeah, like, okay, okay, okay. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, what's up? I was like, why are you taking pictures of your pot plants? (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, (laughs) like, what's that for? Like, who is this for? Like, check out my photos of my pot plants. I mean, maybe they're taking pictures of the progress. I don't fucking know. (sighs) And here's the thing, y'all. I'm a 16 year old kid. I don't fucking give a shit. No. I'm not the popo. I'm not going to turn you in. I'm fucking jacking cigarettes from my employer. If anything, you're like, the last thing I'm going to do is call the cops because I'm stealing cigarettes. Like, are you kidding? Exactly right. (laughs) Like, I'm invested. Like, let's keep going through the roll. What else you got on there? You got some naked pictures too? Like, what's happening? You got some crazy ass party photos? (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, there's the like, people going through and then like, you know they just saw a naked picture when they pick them up off the counter, put them on top, and they're like, they're fine. I'm going to just buy them all. Yeah, they like do the like finger dance over the photos like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. okay, we're good. Anyway, moving on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Please let us know if you were ever in a photo department and saw some crazy ass shit. Because like, these are the people I, I want to say that almost like, it would be quote unquote easier to get away with crimes and take photos of it now because it would just live on your phone. Right. You don't have to get anything developed. So no one can like, like check and see what the fuck. Cause like actually some killers have gotten caught that way. It's like people are developing photos and they see like, that's a headless body. That's weird. What the hell? And there's all these other photos and then they turn them in obviously. Whereas now you can just whatever. And it's on your phone. And it's locked and that's it, right? Like no one would know ever about what was on that phone. So I know someone whose husband works for the sheriff's department. Yes, go on. And they said that they have come across dead bodies and they've tried to open their phone, but hold their phone up to the dead body's face and it doesn't work that way. Oh, to like get their phone to open the dead body's phone. <laughs> yeah. So then they can like see, oh wow. Well, that's good to know. Cause so, I've always wondered that. Like, <laughs> like, can they access my shit after I'm dead by just like scanning my face? Like, thanks asshole. I mean, I have my thumbprint, thumbprint set up on my phone. So right. my face wouldn't work, but if I held your lifeless thumb to your to the phone, would it work? Probably. Girl, you got to get the face thing on there. You got to get a, a two so then they can't do anything. I know. It's a whole other thing we could just like go down a rabbit hole on. But the other day I had my phone sitting when I was training on 
the desk like this, right? Upside down. So like the face is down on the desk. Like yes. this. And one of my bosses walked by and she goes, oh, is that the new 13? Picked up my phone, turned it over and started tapping the screen. I'm, I'm, like, I'm sorry. She touched your phone and turned it over? Uh-huh. What? I How was old like, is this human? 70s, uh-huh. right? Yeah, exactly right. That is like wildly inappropriate. And anyone under the age of 40 knows that's wildly inappropriate. I go, no, it's just, I go, it's the brand new Samsung. I don't have an iPhone. And she's like, oh. And I'm like, why are you touching my phone? Why are you touching my phone? It's like people touching people's pregnant bellies. Like, that's still my stomach, you dumb weird ass. Like, why are you touching me? Ew. Why would you touch someone's phone? Also, if, if, if I'm handing you my phone to show you a photo, you grab it, you look at the photo, there's no swiping. You know swipey left or right. You look at the photo and you move on. One of my, Thank you. One of my coworkers in another department, he's building a house and he was showing me the house and he handed me his phone and I go, which way do I swipe and how many times do I swipe? Exactly right. Those are the questions you ask. Correct. Because the last thing you want is to see his Captain Nemo or whatever he's calling it that he's about to send his girlfriend. Or his wife. Or his wife. Which is, hey, you know, again, we're not judging. We're saying we you get it. You do you, boo-boo. Do but you. I don't want to see it. Correct. So, right, I go, which way do I swipe and how many times how do many I swipe? How many times? Exactly. That's, that's a perfect... I'm going to use that from now on. Because, like, that's the thing. is like people sometimes don't tell you and you're like, do I swipe? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. And you're kind of like, I'm scared. Which way... Right? Because, like, he, you know, he's building a new house. And yeah. You want to like, see it. Yeah. But, like, also, you don't want to see it. You know what I mean? That yeah. other I thing. only wanted to see the house. <laughs> I didn't know what else was on that camera roll. Not what made his babies. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, we are sometimes, like, wildly inappropriate with each other. and But there's a line. Oh, Yeah. No, I don't want to, you don't want to see naked body parts of your coworkers. Right. Like, like ever, we make jokes ever. that could send us to HR if the wrong person heard, right? Because everyone does that, right. you know, like. But we're also like, there's a not line. really. <laughs> like, yeah. there's a difference between a joke and. Reality. <laughs> a picture of a penis. <laughs> yes. At an old job, at one of my old jobs. I'm not fucking kidding you. At one of my old jobs, at a coworker, she sent me a picture of her boyfriend's penis. Why? I don't fucking know. Okay. Was it was it worth being sent to you? It was big. Okay. And I didn't want to see it. No. I mean like was it to be like check this shit out? Like like look what I'm getting. Like congratulations, yes. like a thumbs up kind of moment. Is that what she wanted? I don't know. But the other thing is here, I almost feel like, do you need some ice? Like, are you okay? (laughs) Do you want some Tylenol? Like, is this like a send help? Is this like a blinking twice for help situation? Right. Like, it's actually too big for me to handle? Or like, hey. Oh, God. Like, the unsolicited shit at work. It was completely unsolicited. Completely unsolicited. Then it was, like, look what I'm getting. That's what exactly what that was. Completely unsolicited. Completely unsolicited. You know what else happened to me unsolicited? Why why do these things happen to me? I think people think that 
you're cool because you are that girl that sells cigarettes. So they're like, oh, she'll get it. And then you're like, I get it. But also, why the fuck are you telling me this? I got a LinkedIn request from my high school ex-boyfriend, who I haven't talked to in over 20 years, who fucking was stalking me when me and my husband started dating. Okay, so did you accept said friend request? No. Did you respond to the message? No. Good. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't think you would for either of those things. It's like, it's so weird. It's we. It's more weird than if it were on like Facebook or Instagram to me. Right. Because it's like this is a business website. Right. For business transactions, conversations, whatever. Right. If you're posting something personal that's not like, oh, work life balance, right? That's fine. But like, like that. Hi, I'm your ex boyfriend from 15 years ago. There wasn't whatever. even a message. It was just like a connection request. Yeah, no, pass, hard pass. It was a hard pass. It freaked me the fuck out because I woke up. Was it a Saturday or Sunday morning? Something like that. You, it was I, a weekend morning. I woke up to this request. So it had to happen between the hours of 10 p.m. And 8 a.m. Oh, yeah, no. That's already... And that's another thing. When the request happens, makes you go, this motherfucker's been drinking. It's a Friday, Saturday night, right? Yeah. It's at night, meaning you're Why like... Why are you on LinkedIn in the middle of the night? Exactly. It's not social media. It, mm, I mean, it unfortunately I mean, it is. It is. But it, is. it isn't. But it's... First of all, I know there's algorithms. I get it. But... Those algorithms have not had this motherfucker pop up on my LinkedIn. Yeah. We don't have anybody in common. He doesn't live in the state anymore. So it was like he had to look for you. I mean, we graduated from the same college a bazillion years apart. That is the only algorithm that could have made me pop up, which I don't think it did. Mm-hmm. How does he know my marriage married last name? Yeah, for real. Because I don't think my maiden name is on my LinkedIn. No, you think you have to put it there, like as like a this this. And I don't think that me. I did. Yeah, no, that's insane. Like that's a whole like no. It's a whole. Th- First of all, I know you stalked me twenty years ago because you straight up said t- you made a reference to what my boyfriend drives, and I said, "How do you know that?" And he said, "Because don't think I don't drive past your house." That's not a flex, guys. No. That's not a fucking flex. That's creepy as shit. Yes, bro. Like, oh, God. So. I don't understand people, like, at all. These are all, basically what we're talking about is, is the unspoken etiquette of the world. So, yeah, my maiden name is not on here. Yeah, no. They had to physically know, know your maiden name and type it in. Like, he actually had to use his fingers to go, blah, 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 Amanda blank, type it in. Like, that mm-hmm. is, I'm glad you just, like, left him on read. <laughs> like, okay. I hit ignore. Oh, for sure. Good job. I hit fucking ignore. I didn't just let it ride. Yeah. I fucking declined it. Goodbye. Like, very distinctly drew that line of no thank you. Also, like, it's been how many years? You have three kids? Like, mm-hmm. bro. Move the fuck on. I'm married to the person I was dating when you were stalking me. Yeah, exactly. Like, what makes you think I'm going to, I'm just been waiting this whole goddamn time for you to message me on LinkedIn, 
please, yes. Like some fucking maiden in a tower. Like, what are and you talking about? How, like, why are you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I have never once looked you up on any social media ever, ever. So why are you looking up, looking me up 20 years later and how do you know my married I name? I don't know, dude. Like, like it's- the only way you know my married name to find me on LinkedIn is like you had to do a deep dive into like public records to find my married name. Which is creepier. Exactly right. The levels of creepy keep going up as you start to think, oh shit, how would they know? Oh my God, that's just weird. Mm-hmm. And God bless my husband because I didn't hide this from him. I mean, why would you? It's like this weird ass dude that you remember this guy? He's fucking back for some stupid reason. Yeah, yeah. I was like, honey, because it freaked me the fuck out. Well, Sure. I was like, honey, look at this. He goes, should I know who that is? I go, stalker, 25 years ago. And he's like, it's that dude? I was like, yeah. Exactly. What do I do? He's like, do what you want to do. I don't care. Right. He's like, accept it if you want. I don't care. So I did look at his profile because I was like. Of course. I want to see how successful or unsuccessful this dude is. Absolutely. Let's see what this guy's life ended up. Hey, he presented it to you, not the other way around. So it's like, fine. I will look into your life too, but what you got going on? Yeah, I could call his ass out because I could tell you people like where he works and who he is without saying his name and you could all find him. Trust me, but I'm not going to do that because mm. that kind of might ruin him. But God bless my husband for being like, do what you want to do. I don't care. Doesn't bother me. It just shows you how secure he is in not only his masculinity, but also your relationship to where he's like, I don't give a flying fuck about this guy. And that's the thing is like people like that guy do and assume like, oh, I bet your husband's like super jealous. It's like, actually, he doesn't give a shit about who you are or anything having to do with you. So here's just a little tip out there for anybody who thinks it's like super cool to stalk people. It's not. And it's not cute. And it's not fun and fun and friendly and or whatever you think it is or like romantic. It's not. And if someone's doing it to you and claiming it's romantic, it's not. It's a level of control and manipulation that you want to get the fuck away from. immediately it's fucking creepy yes red flags honestly like especially after a bazillion and two years like it's not romeo and juliet guys like it's weird like first of all you cheated on me you broke up with me then you tried to get me to cheat on my boyfriend why the fuck after 25 years would i want to go oh yes i want to get in touch with you yeah yeah after i know what kind of human you are You were a trash panda then, you're a trash panda now. Exactly. (laughs) That's perfect. So let's talk about someone who's not a trash panda. (laughs) Okay. So today, I'm going to talk about Yash Gupta. He was born in 1996 and part of a family that immigrated to the United States. He was raised in Irving, California. And Yash was living his regular life when at age five, he had to get glasses to see Oh. Can you imagine a little kid with glasses? They're so cute. I was a little kid with glasses. Yeah, I was like nine with glasses. First grade for me. Oh, wow. You've had them longer than me. So yeah, about the same age. Haven't I told you my glasses story? You told about the last contact story, but not the glasses story. I haven't told you about when I had to get glasses. When you were like six? No. 
when I was in first grade. No, tell me. I couldn't see the board in class. I was in first grade. I couldn't see the board. I told my teacher. She wouldn't let me move to the front of the room because she thought I just wanted to sit next to a boy in the first grade. God, times are so different, (laughs) aren't they? So she didn't let me move to the front of the room so I could see the board. And I hope that bitch felt like shit when I showed up in class with glasses. For real. And you're like, no, I just couldn't see. It has nothing to do with boys. I was in the first grade. Do you think that? Yeah, ew. Why would I ever think about a boy? Okay, well, in kindergarten, I did pretend to sleep at nap time on this boy's spot because I did have a crush on him, but I did not want to sit next to a boy. I really couldn't see the board in first grade. Right, but that's it. That's the whole thing is the assumption of like, like that's, there's so much there. So Yash was very much like us. He had glasses from a very young age. And during his freshman year at Northwood High School at age 14, Yash was taking a taekwondo class after class, school, and he was wearing his glasses, you know. They broke during practice and he couldn't see. And man, I felt that. I remember my glasses broke once before a volleyball match. Now, my parents in high school would not let me have contacts. At a certain point, eventually they did. But for some fucking reason, I guess Jesus didn't want me to have goddamn contacts. No. So I wasn't allowed to have them. So I had to wear glasses and volleyball. I got contacts when I was 11. Nice. There was just something about that specific age. Like, I couldn't get my ears pierced till I was 11. I couldn't get contacts till I was 11. Like... It was the age, like, like you were an adult or something? I don't and, and know. I don't That's know. just a weird fucking age, right? right? It's very arbitrary. Yes. So mine was weird. It was like, I, w- I was one of the kids who got her ears pierced at like six, but then I wasn't allowed to have glasses until I was like a senior in high school because my parents didn't think I could handle the responsibility. You mean contacts? Yeah. Contacts. Sorry. And then, but it's like, okay, I can't do that, but yet you let me drive my own car to work. I mean, you Think know, about contacts that. are such a bigger responsibility. Than a 3,000 pound truck that I was driving to work. Mm-hmm. Exactly my part-time right. job after school. Okay. Exactly right. Makes total sense. Uh-huh. It does. So anyway, <laughs> Yash's family couldn't afford the prescription to get them filled quickly. So he had to wait a week and he had no glasses for an entire week. So we went to class and everything was a blur and I've lived that and it sucks. He said, quote, I just couldn't see anything. I couldn't see the cl- in the classroom. I would get easily distracted. Just basic stuff I used to do every day I couldn't do. So this opened his eyes to the fact that he relied on his glasses more than he thought. Eh. He couldn't do basic things and it got him thinking like, what about all those other kids who don't have glasses like at all? What do they do? So after an internet search, he discovered that there are over 12 million children worldwide in need of glasses that don't have corrective lenses. He said, quote, it's just a total disadvantage for them because if you can't see anything, you definitely can't make the most of the education you're being given. It would be impossible for them to fully achieve their potential. I had this problem for one week, but these kids have had these problems for their whole lives. So Yash then looked around his home and most of his family members also wore glasses and they had just like, you know, random glasses all over the house. You know, you have like an old pair of glasses you wear before bed, mm-hmm. you know, like the ones that knock around ones and you got the ones you wear like out and then you got your contacts or whatever else. 
So he found all these different pairs of glasses and he thought, you know, what about donating these old pairs of glasses? Because, you know, they may not be the exact prescription for someone, but they could be close. So he decided to be the change he wanted to see in the world. And instead of like throwing away 10 to 15 pairs of glasses he found around this home, he created a nonprofit at age 14 called Sight Learning. His organization collects used eyeglasses from optometrists and donates them to organizations that can help children that need them the most. As of 2011, his organization had donated 9,500 pairs of glasses to kids in Mexico, India, Haiti, and Honduras, a value of over $500,000. They started with their local optometrists and then slowly started working with more and more optometrists until eventually they came up with drop boxes for people to put their used eyeglasses in for donation. He then started going on trips to Mexico and India And on those trips, he actually assists the doctors helping the kids with their glasses. The doctors see him as an asset because Josh brings this energy to the meetings and it really helps the kids through the process because it helps to see someone more their age and not a doctor kind of go like, hey man, I've been there. It sucks. I know. I get it. But hey, check this out. Like, here's what's cool about glasses and here's what you can do with glasses and now you can see and now you can read and now you can learn. And being an immigrant... Yash knows the struggles that these kids can face, and he's very sympathetic to that. He said that the the look the first time children get glasses and just seeing that joy turn into happiness, it's just really inspiring. And he knows that, quote, a lot of times these families are in poverty, and with a good education, you know they can get a good job and get a good career. So from his start in these other countries, he knew that he also wanted to bring this to the inner cities in the United States. And he now has four, has chapters in 14 states. He has donated over 60,000 eyeglasses worth over $2 million and is still raising money and taking donations today. And if you'd like to help Yash, you can go to his website, sitelearning.com, to donate through PayPal or send in your used eyeglasses. Oh, I love that. And I just love that too because it's like, so it seems so simple, like, but dude, it's a huge difference. I was going to tell you, and I forgot until you just read that story, I was on the LEGO website last night. was amazing. Yeah. Shockingly, right? Yeah. I stumbled across something I didn't know they had. What? Braille Legos. Holy shit. And it is to actually teach Braille with Legos. I fucking love it. I know they have, like, when you put a Lego set together for color blindness, they have, like, numbers associated with colors. Mm-hmm. So if you can't see the color, they'll go, oh, this is a two-piece or a three-piece or a four-piece, and it's associated with a certain color, so then you just go by that number or whatever. Right. But I had no idea they have Braille Legos. That's so cool. Yes, and it's to teach actual Braille to kids. I fucking love Lego even more. So this is how I found it. I was, what was I doing? I had scrolled all the way down to the bottom of their page and I had seen more from us. And I clicked on the little arrow and it opened it up. And on the very bottom, it says Lego Braille Bricks. And I was like, hmm, what is that? And I clicked on it and I was like, introducing Lego Braille Bricks. And it says a fun and playful way to learn Braille. And I'm like, hmm. And so if you click on that, there's actually a whole bunch of like 
I think like online games and then you can, if you qualify, you have to meet certain ramifications to actually purchase the Braille bricks. That's really cool that they do that though. And it makes sense because it's tactile, you know, like you can feel a brick, the shape of it. Yeah. And then it is a lot, it has to be more fun than just the books or like whatever they give you, you know, so, pamphlets and stuff. So if you look at the bricks, I'm going to try to pull it up for you. If you give me a hot second. You can see, get bricks, there we go. The bricks, they have like the letter and then they're raised. Oh, so the actual like, okay. So you know the pieces that snap into the other pieces, like the little circles on the top of Lego bricks, guys? The dots. Those actual dots are in the shape of a letter. Yes. A braille letter, like J for John. Uh-huh. That's and incredible. Then so the actual they have the written letter on it. Oh my god. So like kids that can see mm-hmm. can learn braille and vice versa kids with like cannot see can learn braille to then be able to read with their fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I fucking love it. What isn't Lego? How is Lego not the most amazing thing on the planet? Like legitimately. I don't know. Like I said, I just happened to be, I think I scrolled all the way at the bottom. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm going to be well, honest. Well, because I know why. Because I did the same thing on the rest. I missed that part. But I was like, what other Legos do you have? I need to, I need to have them all. You know what I mean? I'm like, must have every set. Like, it's just, it's a problem. Oh, you know what it was? I had hit Lego catalogs and I wanted to get an actual physical catalog in the mail. Oh, yeah. Because I'm fucking old, everyone. You don't. Trust me. I get them all the time, and I'm like, fuck. Like, I literally earmark, like, dog earmark it. Like, it was the Toys R Us fucking shit that we used to get in the mail. Oh, the Sears. The Sears one. Remember that one? Oh, That's why I wanted to sign up to get an actual physical catalog in the mail, and so I had scrolled all the way. I had found the online catalogs. I didn't want that. I wanted to sign up to get real ones. So I scrolled all the way to the bottom, and that's when I saw... More from us. I'm like, hmm, what is that? And then I'm like, Braille bricks? Oh my God, what is that? I love it. Yeah, I went down a rabbit hole. I'm so sorry. You're a Lego VIP member though, right? Like, I mean, naturally. That's how you get those in the mail. No. Yeah, you just make an account and then they send them to you in the mail. That's it. Gotta go, bye. Yep. (laughs) So on that note, (laughs) thank y'all so much for listening to our episode. We're about to buy $5,000 worth of Legos. Yeah, listen to our last episode and I'll tell you how to get random, random seven pounds of Legos off of eBay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, it was only $65. It's amazing. I'm in my head. I'm thinking seven pounds has got to be a lot of fucking Legos because they yeah. don't weigh much. No, they don't. That is a lot of Legos. I'm going to laugh when it comes in and you're like, this is a lot of Legos. I actually need to get on Amazon and now buy myself an organizer for these seven pounds of Legos. A Good thing accessory. I still have birthday money. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But here's the thing. Another great thing about my husband. He was on board and he was helping me decide which is the best way to make the most bing for my buck. Hey. He was like calculating out the cost per brick. Okay. I like it. Versus the cost per brick of the 
like box Lego cells right. on Amazon. Right, of course. The the real ones. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's what that's what you need. I hope everyone out there can find themselves. Someone will help you calculate the cost per brick of Legos because you're obsessed with them so much. And then when you get that toxic ass LinkedIn request, hit fucking ignore. Yeah, because you know you got something better already. So you're like, goodbye. That's right. So on that note, don't forget to take your meds. We love y'all. And don't just stop your meds. Talk to your doctor first. Yes, please. Always talk to your doctor first. Yup. And we love you. Love you. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.